This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Before we start today's show, I want to invite each and every listener into the 2022 Megala Bowl, the largest fantasy football league on earth. We had over 18,000 playing with us last year. We're hoping to jump over that 20,000 mark this year. Go to megalobowl.com, win the league, and you are in next year's listener league. It will be a great time. Check it out, megalobowl.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Wednesday, August 24th. Jason Moore, Mike Wright, Andy Holloway. Big show today. Big show. Breakouts yesterday. Today we're talking sleepers. Who should you grab at the end of your draft? Sleepers. (laughs) Keep it secret. (laughs) Keep it safe. We'll each be uh, sharing a couple sleeper picks on today's show. Have some news to talk about. Excited to have you with us. The season is inching closer. And uh, we have a couple of updates at the top of the show. First, you heard the Megalobowl's open, so you can go to megalobowl.com. Yes. Secondly, today's Wednesday, and it is the first week of our Spotify live show. The oh, fan- baby! The mm. Fantasy Footballers Party Room. It's time to party. You like partying? <laughs> Come on down. Come, Come on down to the party room. Uh, every single Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, we will be live on Spotify. We will be uh, bringing listeners up on stage to ask questions. We will be talking about everything and anything that has to do with fantasy football, breaking news, uh, the upcoming week throughout the year, and um, it, it's a great time. So many gifts. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. So many gifts in we that We finally room. take off the ties. You know, we're so yeah. buttoned up and yes. official and professional, but this is yes. where we really loosen up. Oh, yeah, I'm Donald Duckin on that show. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's bad for everyone in the studio. But you can join us. Uh, you can listen on the Spotify app. 
You can listen on Spotify Live if you want to participate in the conversation. Uh, and I believe you can even listen on the web now. That so is they're, true. They're just making it so easy to party. Which means you better be there. Uh, and then lastly, a reminder, the Ultimate Draft Kit available now. Get ready for the drafts this weekend at ultimatedraftkit.com. The quick question today comes from Instagram user DJ Hookadon. Okay. Wicka, wicka. <laughs> <laughs> Says, what is your worst fear during your fantasy football draft? Which I thought was a really interesting question. Um, you spend all this time preparing, but what's your actual worst fear? What's the worst thing that can happen to you? I, I'll i hop in here first because I, I saw your answer in, in Do you want in me to the, share real quick? I mean, no, He said he's first. Yeah, I did. I claimed okay, it. Okay, you just I, said I'm going to hop just, in. Yeah, I licked it. Um, but your answer is Gross. better. Thank you, you. You have like the true tilt moment. But the thing that I've experienced in a couple drafts recently is that absolutely sucks and it's a it's a big fear is when you are playing the position gamble, you know, that you're at the end of a tier and you're like, oh, I think this player will make it back based on ADP. And you've and it's like the last running back you like, but or or the last whatever position. But at the same time, it's like you're kind of reaching there. And so you go, well, I think he'll get back. And then you take that risk and he doesn't get back. And now you're like, that position is smoked for my team. That is one of my big fears. So the one that I, I had written down was this moment that happens when you, you have four or five names that you know you'll be happy with and all of them go directly before you. And so you're combined with this simultaneous, I only have meh options, nobody that I love, and the clock. Because that moment, very few of us can think clearly when none of those options pressure. are there. There's a lot of pressure. That's the moment fantasy players inadvertently go by pure ADP lists. Oh, yeah. You, you almost have to if you're ill-prepared in that moment. If you had – a lot of times you're four picks away, and you got four guys you love. But when it goes boom, bam, yeah. thank you, ma'am, those four guys are gone, then you're like, ah, who's highest? And then it becomes like at least some of you is trying to save face with that pick. Or can be in that position. And that's where the ADP, you just take who's next on the list and you end up with a player you don't like. So that's the panic, worst fear moment. And that comes from, I mean, to some degree, it's being underprepared, you know, not having alternative options. But it's not always that. Sometimes it is there are options there that you know are the next pick. You're just not excited about them. Yes. So that moment stinks. Yep. What is so funny to me about that moment is that that moment can happen multiple times through a draft. Oh, gosh. Which they stack. Which, they stack on each other. But what's funny is, like, so there are more players you really like. You know what I mean? Like, well, but it's all relative to the ADP and where you are in the draft. Grab the players you like. Uh, the I don't know that I would call it the worst fear, but I, I have done this before. It's where you kind of forget who's on your roster because you're, the clock is going, mm -hmm. and then you draft a wide receiver, and you go, oh – I also have the running back from that team, and that's not a, a stack that I really wanted on my team. Or So you either forget or you're just like, this is clearly the highest-tiered player, and I feel like I'm being backed into selecting this player, and it's 
I but I don't want the running back or the wide receiver from this same team. I just I don't think that's going to work out. I that's had fair. A, yeah, I had a draft with uh, Kyle and Betts. The three of us went in on one of the Great Danes, and we had a draft that was just like that. We were at the turn, and every time it got to us, there was like one or two players super – you know, past ADP and we loved, and it just was like our team. Yeah. You know, it was like, I don't want Michael Gallup and CD right. for, the, for the playoffs. It was like, oh, and so over and over. That That's just kind of some bad luck. And as a quick follow-up, Mike, what's your worst fear for like a season, like in the season? Oh, uh, going undefeated. <laughs> oh, undefeated. Yes. Okay, that's your worst fear because there's yes. too much. Uh, you, too much pressure. Too big of a head. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Into the news we go. News and notes from around the league. All right, let's start here. ESPN reporting that, uh, or speculating, that Mike Davis could get most carries, uh, the most carries in the Ravens' backfield early in the season. I, I believe this uh, to be true. Yeah. He's looked actually very good in the preseason. John Harbaugh has, has said that J.K. Dobbins is you know, kind of back on track, but he's not <laughs> locked in as a week one starter. We already know Gus Edwards now placed on reserve PUP to miss the first four weeks. I mean, we are back to the veteran patrol in Baltimore. Yeah, it, it really, really stinks. And Mike Davis will be valuable in the beginning of the year. Like, you can grab J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, I'm really hoping, um, it has, has a really good recovery and a great season. But it's not going to start fantastic. You don't come back off of an injury, not – I mean, he's not fully participating in practices yet. And then just because it's week one, be like, all right, you're a, you're a full-time player. Like, you cannot start J.K. Dobbins week one. If you draft him, you have to have someone else to play week one because I think that if that's his first game back to action, how many, how many carries, how right. many touches is he getting in his first game back from injury? It's not like he's you know, in a couple preseason games to warm up. They're not going to go out there and give him 15 touches. The, the crazy part, Jason, and I'll put you on the spot here with this decision, the Ravens play the Jets in week one. If you had Mike da Mike Davis mm -hmm. and Jacob Dobbins isn't playing or you have Brees Hall week one against the Ravens, oh, are you, which who's going to perform better you. in week one, Mike Davis against the Jets or Brees Hall against the Ravens? That is a dirty question. It's dirty. I will play Brees Hall. Okay. But – Mike Davis should <laughs> but, also, but you know, but Mike, you could be wrong. Well, I, absolutely, I could be wrong, and it's, it, but it's not to take away from Mike Davis. I think Mike Davis is a legitimate, you know, flex style start in Week One for volume. Yes, yes. I mean, it's he's not, you know, this is uh, last year's Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray. Yep. These guys were pretty much toast, but they had fantasy relevance. Juju watch. He missed practice again on Tuesday. Andy Reid said that uh, his sore knee occurred during the Monday after the first preseason game. I mean, that just plain lines up with what was supposedly happening for a while. He plays a game. It swells up. It's sore. He needs it drained. Um, yeah, it's, it's not good for the narrative of him really returning to form of his uh, former fantasy star. Former form. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Andy Reid says he'll be ready for the regular season. Should be fine for the regular season. Is it's, he still? It's scary. So I mean, that that's a scary thing. If that he goes out, okay, he turns the corner. He's great. Week one, he plays. Then his knee gets sore again after the game, and we have to go through all this every single week. You're 
you're on panic and watching was is Juju actually gonna miss? Is there a chance? And and when he does, like because I feel like it's inevitable he's gonna miss a game or two with this knee. You won't know until Sunday morning when when Juju is a surprise inactive because you'll you'll have gone the whole season of of the this is his uh, regiment and he plays. You're like, oh well, he'll play. Don't worry about it. He's not practicing. He's still gonna play. Sunday it's gonna sneak up on you and it's gonna be probably at a very uh very bad time. Would you go with the adage if it's sore, start Sky Moore? Would you be willing to I would not okay. yes. All right. But when the time comes, please use that rhyme. Yes. Oh of course. Kyle Shanahan said Elijah Mitchell's on schedule to play week one. Oh man. <laughs> so the problem <laughs> with the Elijah Mitchell situation is he was very injury prone last year. Mm-hmm. And so have you know they didn't have Jeff Wilson available for a, a decent portion of the year due to injury, Trey Sermon due to injury, and being and in the doghouse, bad. Um, you do have a currently healthy group of alternate RBBC options. So Elijah Mitchell is in that category. Like Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins, who are you drafting? You know how do you feel about those two guys? Comparatively, are you more confident that Mitchell will have success? Yeah, I mean, I I think they're they're uh, in the same tier of player. I would rather draft Elijah Mitchell because I care about getting off to a strong start. If we're talking about home leagues, being able to uh, you know make transactions, make moves. I think Elijah Mitchell does start week one. I think he's a fine play week one. This isn't you know he he has a hamstring issue he's dealing with. He's on track. This isn't recovering from a really intense. ACL uh, and extra ligaments knee surgery that he's been gone forever this is you know we've we've seen plenty of players have a hamstring get ready and and go that being said I he, doubt a full workload his risk is his risk rating in the UDK is high because that's a, that was his problem last year just being able to stay on the field we had a report from uh, PFF this morning multiple league sources identifying Daryl Williams in Arizona as a potential surprise cut or trade uh, he was signed this offseason. The team seems enamored with Eno Benjamin and, and Jonathan Ward. So they also drafted Keontae Ingram. Mm-hmm. So you do have kind of a – maybe they just like the other players they have in the in the running back room more than Daryl Williams, the newcomer. We have had Eno kind of as that James Conner insurance policy for a few weeks now. It's just trending that direction. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The the things that uh, Cliff Kingsbury has said about Eno Benjamin, the things other players have said about him, about uh, other players talking about how Eno was in the doghouse uh, last year, that he didn't study hard enough, didn't work hard enough, and now Cliff's saying he's a completely different player. He looks great. Um, he's working hard. So Eno's got the role right now is what it appears to be. They also traded for Cody Ford from Buffalo to strengthen the offensive line. I don't think James Conner can hold up the whole season to a massive workload. So it's going to be a little bit of like, if they do it, if they give Connor everything, it may be a wonderful ride for a little while, but I think they will try to share the load and, and take some, you know, snaps away. Yeah. Hopefully it can, uh, it can come like Dalvin cooks injuries come, which is like, uh, you know, he's going to miss two games during the year, but then when he gets back, it's just right back yep. to just full workload. And then uh, the athletic talking, you know, speaking of insurance running backs, Dontrell Hilliard, clearly the second best back on the Titans roster. So they had drafted Hassan Haskins. It's Hilliard right now. Yes. If you want to 
you know, if you draft Derrick Henry, like I said, I'd take him at three. And I did that today. We have a family league that just started a draft. I had the number three pick. And um, I took I took Derrick Henry. I don't mind you trying to kind of protect that early investment on an older back that was hurt with the last pick of your draft. But I'm not expecting Hilliard to be – like if, if Henry misses – a long amount of time, there's going to be more backs involved. Right. To, to me, I'm not drafting Don Terrell Hilliard. It, maybe you're in a very deep league. You got, I don't know, you know, eight bench spots or something like that where it's just a lot of the players are going to be gone. Then maybe I will consider adding him. Uh, I think this is just news. It, it's good news for us for heading into a waiver week if Derrick Henry is to miss time. All right, into the sleepers we go. Sleepers. I should remind people, if you need a trophy for your league, go to fantasychamps.com, by the way. If you're starting up a league, you need a trophy, you want to hand it out to the winner or yourself when you win, uh, head over there. I'm not going to go first this time. Ooh. I went first yesterday, so I will let somebody else take the floor. I don't know which one of you I'll wants jump to do in it. Here I'm first. sure you both have jets, but go on. Uh, yes, actually. Uh, Corey Davis. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's Kenneth Gainwell, running back from the Philadelphia Eagles. We've been talking about him a little bit over the past week or so. Uh, currently going, if you're in your home leagues on sleeper, in about the 13th round. In best ball, 11th round over on underdog. So, I mean, no one is clamoring for, for Kenneth Gainwell. Possibly the true Kenny G. We shall see. Time Time will tell us that. The problem with Kenneth Gainwell for when he was a rookie, he was a fifth rounder this past year. It was disappointing based off of the prospect. Like he was a really exciting player in uh, back at Memphis. You know, he was the guy that kept Antonio Gibson off the field. Uh and so it was, you know, we had some excitement for it, for him to come in and be a rookie running back. The fifth day or the fifth round was a, was some cold water on that. But then he comes in and he is, was a lot better than we remember. Last year, he saw 50, uh, he excelled as a pass catcher, seeing 50 targets. One of 25 rookie backs, rookie running backs over the last decade to hit that mark, targeted on over 24% of his routes. Like, that's an outrageous number. That was sixth best among the running back position. He took that third down roll. The Eagles, yes, it was a running back by committee. But Kenneth Gainwell really, I think, proved to this team that he should see more opportunities. And now we have Miles Sanders, who has a history of being injured, still, still missing time because of a hamstring injury. This is like we are approaching red alert to me for Miles Sanders of you got to move him. And that way. includes today. Yes. Yeah, he's missing practice again today because of the hamstring. you got to move him down the draft board. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell showed that true upside. Where, Where is he on the depth chart? Who knows, but he had three top 12 weeks last year. That was as many as Damian Harris, Damian Harris and Javante Williams. Like He is a good player. Ninth among qualified running backs and broken tackle rate. He is shifty. Should he see an uptick in opportunity this year, which... It could it could end up being Boston Scott. Absolutely, I'm not arguing with that. But we are talking great about, Scott. Is that for Boston okay. Scott? 
All, All right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Al flexing his muscles he's, back there. He's he's quick twitch on yeah. the uh, on the drops. It could be Boston Scott, but we're talking about sleepers here, guys in the very very late rounds. If it is actually Kenneth Gainwell, I think he's going to be a stud. Like a a top twenty four finish for Kenneth Gainwell would not surprise me in the least for a team that had the highest rush rate in the NFL fifty one percent of the time. Very run heavy. And he's a good player. So in the 13th round, it's hard to find someone with the upside at the running back position who is already in line for opportunity, doesn't need you know, things to just completely break right around him. He, he will be in there week one getting things done. So uh, Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, and if, sleeper. If this team ends up passing more, I mean, obviously he's a running back and this is a team that ran a lot last year, but if they pass more, I think that bodes well for Kenny Gainwell versus Boston Scott. Because Kenny Gainwell is a very, very, very good pass catcher. And going into year two, he profiles to be the type of back that we want. I do like that. I worry about Boston Scott. He, they give him so much yes. run. I just I, I like Boston Scott. I don't think Boston Scott's a bad player. But it's like, let your best players well, shine. Uh, well, they think he is. They think he is the <laughs> yeah. best player that this they is have. The I, rational coaching problem. Every sleeper on this show is going to come with a thousand ifs. I mean that's what makes them a sleeper. Is yes, it's the ifs aren't answered. That's why they aren't being drafted. It it's just if they do happen, you're in a good situation. Uh, the sleeper I'll bring up, undrafted in most leagues, the chosen one, Dale, Juan Dale Robinson, <laughs> okay. Okay. New York Giants wide receiver. Uh, this was a player used as a jack of all trades as a hybrid running back wide receiver at Nebraska. Uh, you don't. We haven't been able to say a lot of good things about the Giants wide receiver room other than they're paid the most in football. But he transferred to Kentucky. He was used in the slot, which is what they're going to do in New York. And he dominated yes. at the SEC, in the SEC. I mean, he had 100-plus receptions, 1,300 yards, seven receiving touchdowns, um, set the Kentucky school record for single-season receiving yards. This is a player that I think shocked people he went ahead of george pickens he went ahead of sky Moore. uh he's 5'8 178 but none of this would matter to me if brian dable hadn't you know joined the staff as the head coach instituted a new offense and then handpicked wandale robinson to yeah. come in and play a significant role on this offense he has already locked up the slot receiving position mm -hmm. it's actually very entertaining uh to watch him run routes and then Kenny G run routes. I don't know if you saw this video. Oh, yeah, I saw Where they it. were going through the, the route tree and just running routes, you know, in practice. And Kenny G couldn't have seemed like he cared less to be out there. Well, he looked like he was weighed down by all the money. Yeah. That he's just carrying yeah, on. His him. socks, his shoes, they're <laughs> full of coins. He, he asked for it in coins. But Wandale just looks like he is locked and loaded as a starter and as a player that this regime picked, um, you're you're basically you're getting him for free or he's his ADP is like wide receiver seventy three right now. Um he's going to get a ton of targets in the slot. He's gonna be in the at worst in the forties at the wide receiver position with upside. I mean Kadarius Tony hasn't been able to stay on the field. Kenny Galladay hasn't been able to stay on the field. Sterling Shepard is injured and not going to get onto the field. So it, to, to me, this is like you could get a rookie Jarvis Landry type of season. 
Or, you know, you've seen slot wide receivers. Jalen Waddle have a successful rookie year. Wandale has some upside, and he's a free shot, and he's a rookie, and these rookies outperform their ADP. The thing I would point to is Cole Beasley. Like, Cole Beasley, uh, when he went to Buffalo, I mean, he was already, you know, quite old for a wide receiver. And then Brian Dable, who was the, the offensive coordinator, coordinator there back from uh, 2018, and Cole Beasley, 2019, 104 targets. 2020, 107 targets. Last year, because it, I, I guess the efficiency just completely melted away, probably because Cole Beasley's just, he's past his prime. 112 targets. Do you people remember that Cole Beasley had 112 targets last year? Like, this, the part of the offense, part of the Dable offense, runs through the slot wide receiver. And I am in on this pick. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break and come back with Jason's sleeper pick. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, Foot Clan, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more of that precious time. The question is time for what? What would you do? Maybe more fantasy football? I don't know. If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Um, what would be the first thing you turn to if you had that extra hour? Uh, I think for me, I would often say maybe I'd finally read that book I wanted to read. Maybe it's uh, being there for a friendship that you haven't been able to be there for. And the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's actually important to you so that you can make those things a priority and therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities. And then you know what things you can spend time on and what will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you will be left wishing, like all of us, that we have more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Mr. Moore. Well, I certainly remember Cole Beasley's target counts because my sleeper that I'm bringing up is Isaiah McKenzie. And I'm in on this one. The replacement for Cole Beasley. Um, this one is near and dear to my heart. Last year during the DFS season, when Cole Beasley was out, uh, Isaiah McKenzie was a guy who stepped up, won people some money, and had an unbelievable performance. Now, Isaiah McKenzie is a really uh, twitchy, you know, he's one of those jitterbug, jitterbug guys that just really... A jitterbug. A jitterbug. In the mall. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Uh, he, he's Sorry. one of those guys that really <laughs> lights the field on fire with how quick he is, but he's been a special teams guy. And when they re-signed him this offseason, I assumed that his role was going to predominantly be that, and they brought in Jameson Crowder to man the slot. But 
if Isaiah McKenzie gets that opportunity, we have seen over the last two years two games where Cole Beasley missed. He missed one game each season. Here are the stat lines when Isaiah McKenzie filled in for Cole Beasley in those roles. Granted, super small sample size, but both games he was unbelievable. Last year, 12 targets, 11 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Two years ago, he came in nine targets, six for 65, and two touchdowns. Both times he was a top six fantasy option on the week in this offense, in this role, if he gets it. Well, he's got it. That's a done deal, basically. I mean, he's been the star of camp. If you look at the preseason games when the starters were out there in week two, McKenzie played every single snap and 11 personnel with the starters. This is his role. He is five years younger than Cole Beasley, far more athletic, and, and you know, the, the knock on him is, you know, he's 5'8", 173. He's a, he's a smaller guy. Cole Beasley's 5'8", 174. Like, they're the same size. He's just a newer, more electric version, and now that it appears very clear that he has got this role, I mean, the role has a lot of targets coming. You just brought up Cole Beasley, 2019, the ninth most slot targets in the NFL, 2020, the third most slot targets in the NFL, 2021, the second most slot targets in the NFL. The uh, NFL leaders in slot targets over the last three years, Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd, Cole Beasley, number three. So there's a role where you've got a lot of targets. There's a new player with a lot of athleticism on a great offense. I think it's an upgrade over 33-year-old version of Cole Beasley. How does that work with your thoughts that James Cook in the running game is going to get a bunch of those targets that were Beasley's? So here's why, I mean, if, if you're if you're wondering and you're like, oh, he likes James Cook. Oh, his my guy is Gabe Davis. He, he's in on the Bills. I'm in on the Bills passing game because I think that this is a team with a head coach that could break records in passing. I think they could come out and throw the ball 75, 80% of the time. Like, th this, they are going to use Josh Allen and his strengths, and they're going to test the boundaries of modern NFL. That's, like, my view of the 2022 Buffalo Bills. And if they do test those boundaries, push those boundaries, pass more than any team's ever passed before, or get close to that as far as, like, neutral game passing script type of uh, metrics – I mean, you're going to have so many extra counting snaps for this team. It will it will honestly be like you get extra games in a season over certain slow what pace. Of, what kind of snaps? What kind of snaps? What did he neutral game passing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, so like, what, what, a, did you say counting? Uh, yes, counting okay, stats. Like you know the basically the things that are for fantasy football. You gotcha. get just number based targets yards accumulation and I I think that uh, there will be enough to go around here for all the receiving options in this offense and he's he's free I mean uh, Isaiah McKenzie is going in the 12th round on underdog but in your home leagues he's 16th round he's undrafted he's your last pick it's funny because I think if Jamison Crowder who they signed to come in and uh, compete for that role if Crowder had won it and then played every starting snap I think his draft position would be significantly higher than Isaiah McKenzie's draft position just due to the free agency, name, familiarity, all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, some other bonus sleeper picks. Give me a name and a sentence as to why they might uh, emerge. Uh, I'm going to throw out, like, this is this is a deep, deep sleeper, but Amir Abdullah. Deep. Yeah, thank you. From, oh, the Abdullah Express. Yeah, the Abdullah Express. Wow. 
I don't uh, even have that. The best I've got for you is like. Give me a train. All aboard. Look, maybe we're finally leaving the station. It is. It is possible. Uh, look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Kenyon Drake was cut. The Josh Jacobs vibes are bad. You have McDaniels coming in, and we know that it, that the running backs are going to see targets. Who is it going to be? It, he they did bring Brandon Bolden over with them, so it could be Brandon Bolden. Like that exists. Uh, we haven't seen him in preseason, uh, but we the the utilization in preseason of the Raiders has been very curious of like you know especially Josh Jacobs in the Hall of Fame game but Amir Abdullah in that game looked fantastic uh could really excel if if he earns the passing role but by the end of the season there's always players like this that just they jump into fantasy relevance and it was not the easiest to see it coming because one it just it feels really gross it feels yep. gross to tout Amir Abdullah on here but I think there's a chance that he can't emerge. It was a pretty long sentence. Yeah, yeah, it was a very it was longer than I very expected. Good sentence. Um, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson, who is, I mean, he is a guaranteed starter in two wide receiver sets as a first round draft pick, and nobody wants him because of Carson Wentz. He's running the same routes that Terry McLaurin is running, and he's very talented. To be fair, Jahan Dotson doesn't want to be there because of Carson Wentz. <laughs> right, right. He's with you. He just starter, doesn't have a choice. Starter with Carson Wentz or backup with Patrick Mahomes? The, right. That's the yeah. that's a good question. If you're talking Sky Moore versus Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, take the starter. Yeah. Yeah, it's a matter of like, do you want <laughs> the – Sky Moore has much higher odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year because he's on a good offense. And if he breaks out, his ceiling is higher than Jahan Dotson. But the reality is – Jahan Dotson is far more guaranteed of being fantasy relevant this year than Sky Moore. It's just a matter of his ceiling is capped because of wins. Yeah, maybe or or maybe it's not. I mean, Jalen Waddle was great last year as a rookie. Elijah Moore was great in spurts with backup quarterbacks on the Jets. Talent generally wins. My other sleeper name is KJ Hamler, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Sure. Uh super talented pick, not far off of Jerry Judy. In the draft, dealt with injuries, no Tim Patrick. Russ Wilson likes himself a downfield threat. So uh, those are some sleeper picks on today's show. We're going to jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. Mailbag, yeah! <laughs> Ooh, let's oh. go. So frightening. I'm very excited for this. Uh, if you have a question for the show, you can go to the website, thefantasyfootballers.com. Click the submit a question button or dial our voicemail hotline 302-464-TFFB. Another reminder, join us live on Spotify Live later today, and we will be answering questions there as well. Ryan in San Diego, how early is too early when drafting A.J. Dillon? Oh, man. So PPR he's, league. He's going in the sixth round in on over on Sleeper. How early? I think. The fourth round is probably too early because then you're just the opportunity cost of sacrificing the wide receivers. But the upside of AJ Dillon is it's massive of what he could truly become. I mean, he's going to split time with Aaron Jones. It's going to be, I think, close to 50 50, if not them both just on the field at the exact same time for a lot of a lot of the game. AJ Dillon, like 
going back to his college profile, you know, when doing all the combine metrics and things, he's six foot, almost two fifty, and his athleticism profile is very comparable to Derrick Henry. And funny, like his his career as a professional is right now on on track with Derrick Henry of uh, second round pick, kind of fell a little bit in the draft behind a. A very talented starter. Derrick Henry started his career behind DeMarco Murray, and it took years for us to see Derrick Henry, except A.J. Dillon has better hands. Thank you. So I would just go, if you want him in the fifth round, I think is fine to reach there. This is this is the best way to answer this because, Andy, you have A.J. Dillon as my guy. You believe you are in on A.J. Dillon. Here are some players going ahead of him because I think it's less about what round and more about where Who? he cycles in, would you take A.J. Dillon or Elijah Mitchell? Dillon. Dillon. J.K. Dobbins? Dillon. Dillon. Antonio Gibson? Dillon. Dillon. Josh Jacobs? Dillon. Travis Etienne? Dillon. Dillon. Ooh. That's, that's where I break personally, and that's between the fourth and fifth round. Uh, more good news on James Robinson again. Yeah, I, I read an article from camp talking about him Getting his full workload back soon, AJ, enough, soon enough. AJ Dillon or Brees Hall, Dillon. I probably Dillon. AJ Dillon or David Montgomery, Dillon. I'll take Dillon. AJ Dillon or Cam Akers, Dillon. So right now, just on wow. sleeper ADP, you're yeah. You're, where where are we? Cam Akers is going three eleven. So you are at cool. the back of the mm. third. Personally, I was between that fourth and fifth. I I would take Brees and Travis Etienne. Uh, over AJ Dillon, but most of those first guys that I named that are going right ahead of AJ Dillon, I think Dillon has uh, a better range of outcomes than them. You and always feel nervous drafting a player to fill a role that they haven't filled in fantasy before. That is that's part of sure. the challenge. That's why his ADP is behind all those guys. Mm -hmm. Is a number of them have filled the role of like solid RB two, and that's how that's how you have to view AJ Dillon to me is like. I'm very, very comfortable drafting him as my running back two with upside. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the arguments I was making for Brees Hall yesterday. Unknowns keep people down, but unknowns aren't knows. They just are, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's not unknown. Well wow. said, Mike. Wow. Um, and for, for the record, like, I wasn't, I mean, you know this, if you've listened to the show, like, I was not a Dylan guy for the rookie season, right. like at the beginning, like it, not based on talent. It's just that combination of opportunity, what you've seen on the field. You know, it took some time to kind of be in on that. Um, but there's a lot of potential. Chase Edmonds or A.J. Dillon, my guy versus my guy, Jason. In a PPR league, do you have confidence that Edmonds will get enough work or would you go Dillon? That's actually really, really interesting. Um, I... I think it depends on my build. If I need a player, um, you know, I went really, really wide receiver heavy early, and I need a guy that I think is is more likely to be a top 15 guy. I like Chase Edmonds more than A.J. Dillon straight up. But uh, A.J. Dillon's ceiling, significantly higher if he becomes the dude. He's a, he's a league winner. He's a top five guy. And you never take two players without taking into account their average draft position. I mean, sure, you, you're going to get – chase Edmonds way later instagram question can jason please read a dad joke out of the book on his desk <laughs> sure. uh, we'll give sure. you a moment okay. while i ask mike this question instagram yep. 
Uh, who do you think will be the offensive rookie of the year right now, Mike? Let me read you some of the okay uh, the odds on favors. Brees Hall is at plus eight fifty. Kenny Pickett at plus nine hundred. After that, you have Sky Moore and George Pickens, and Chris Olave. Next up, Romeo Dobbs at plus eleven hundred. Oh come on, people! Well, we haven't talked about. Oh, him. the lunch. Romeo Dobbs apparently eating some lunch with Aaron Rodgers. Where? Yes, the 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 Foot Clan has asked. Where in the uh, the breakfast algorithm? Breakfast with, is a much different thing, man. Okay, is that, lunch just, is just lunch. It's not as not as intimate. No, You're not, it's not. You the don't first have to get up doing. for it. Mm. A little less effort. I. Okay, and, I think yeah, yeah. You got to set the alarm clock. Romeo Dobbs. Do you think that Rogers makes him like pull out his chair for him? <laughs> I don't. Maybe. Does Romeo uh, Dobbs get a word in edgewise? What What sucks here is Romeo Dobbs is good. Like, I know he was a good college player, yeah. and I think he's going to be a good pro. But we're just things have gotten so out of hand for Romeo Dobbs. After, uh, but for my pick, after Dobbs is Tolbert, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Kenneth Walker. So go ahead with your pick of Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett taking yeah, over I, and getting. I think offensive. he takes the job, and then it's just so much easier for a quarterback. I would take the Olave bet. That's sure. I'm going to go with that one over a thousand yards there in New Orleans, Jason. Uh, now your role on this show can be sure. fulfilled. Yeah. You you know I'm Brees Hall. Um, I'm going to read two here because uh, the first one caught my eye because it was football, but it's also not funny. <laughs> so, All right, perfect. Yes, just like we like. <laughs> what happens when football players lose their eyesight? I don't want to know. I don't know. They become referees. Oh uh, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, here's a little better one. Why didn't the dog want to wrestle? Why didn't the dog want to wrestle? I don't know. Because he was a boxer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. All, All right. right. All, All right. right. You got anything for that, Mike? You got any more drops for that one? Ah, great. <laughs> the great. computer liked it. Instagram question that has a bunch of emotion worked into the, the question itself from Comacy09. Uh, what the heck are we doing about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? Mm. <sighs> um... <laughs> here's <laughs> I'm I, the, it, the truth is um, nobody is uh, undraftable by any means there's a place where you know he, he's just gonna be so much more valuable than the other players uh, it went that either one of them would be so much more valuable than other players uh, that they're next to in a draft that being said where they are being drafted I won't end up with any of them and I'm letting other players take the bet on talent and that's what you're betting on right DK Metcalf is an unbelievably talented wide receiver, but we have we we know this. We've played long enough. We have enough history to see like these Hall of Fame first ballot Larry Fitzgerald wide receivers in the middle of the peak of their career when they don't when they have legit bad quarterbacks like mm -hmm. awful. They can just be the wide receiver forty five and be irrelevant, and then they get a quarterback and all of a sudden they're good again. So it's uh, a weird situation because we just said like the rookie talent can overcome quarterback and obviously Allen Robinson's done it his whole career and like Tyler Lockett I, again I'm going to reiterate highest receiving yardage of his entire career last year in in Seattle ninth round draft pick DK Metcalf's a fourth round pick you're going to bet against him scoring 10 times I mean it, yeah. it it's like you know they they get offensive possessions in Seattle in case you're not aware of that they get them every other you know every other possession they're on offense and even though Pete Carroll is making us eye roll with his 
we might use both quarterbacks. Oh, no. You didn't hear that? No, Pete. Oh, man. I think he said something about when you have two, you, you're better. I, I don't remember what yeah, the quote Yeah, isn't was. there a quote? Uh, if you have two starting quarterbacks, you, you have, have none. none? Yeah, it, w it was really, really funny. Um, Peter. I, I tweeted. <laughs> it's literally what I tweeted this morning, Mike. <laughs> he said uh, the, the article that came out on PFF says, Pete Carroll doesn't rule out using both of his quarterbacks, Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And I said, Pete, the word you were looking for was neither. <laughs> because you, you are in a situation where you don't know who it's going to be. But you still have to throw the football. You're, you don't have an elite defense, right? He may think that they are the Legion of Boom and the running back, Marshawn Lynch. They don't have either of those pieces. You're going to be down in a ton of games. And Tyler Lockett hasn't forgotten how to be wide open. And neither has DK Metcalf forgotten how to be Jai Gundis. Yeah, the, I, they're both good. I would rather take a shot on Lockett at ADP just because he's a ninth rounder. He's not costing me much. The other wide receivers I'm sacrificing in the fourth round are guys that I think are in much, much better situations to, uh, you know, everybody gets to have a chance of offense. You know, yeah. the other guys you're drafting also get the ball every other possession. Uh, so I would prefer to have the, the better talent. That being said, if I'm drafting like right now, I still – have the hope, the dream, that like if I grab DK Metcalf, that somehow Garoppolo gets cut and they bring him on board because that would change things. I think that that's uh, a significant enough upgrade from the Drew Lock, Geno Smith. But I mean, Mike, ADP aside, you're taking DK Metcalf over Elijah Moore, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, man, where? What? What unfortunate soul ends up with Kenny Galladay in every fantasy draft this year? The waiver wire. But I mean, he's going to be drafted. Not by me. No, I know. But somebody. <laughs> wow. Did that get louder? Oh, man. It needs to get worse. That that video, that That's was the, too smooth. A lot of times the people's takeaway from that video between Kenny Galladay um, you know, and Wandale was like, oh, Wandale looks great. But I was right with you, Andy. I was like, this looks like a dude who does not care being Kenny Galladay. He was out there running fat, lazy. Well, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just the route either. I mean, we're we're harping on one video, but he also when he catches the first pass, he does this really lazy toss back. So the coach has to go, you know, pick up the ball and so to get back in the rhythm of the drill. Where Wandale like gave the ball back to the coach so he could do the drill. I mean, just to be clear, Kenny Galladay played in fourteen games last year. No, he didn't. He played in fourteen. No, he was on pace for forty four receptions. For 600 yards and no touchdowns. He did. Ha he, he played you in. Give the man his credit. He had a game inside the top 40. <laughs> he had one of those inside the top 40 at the position last year. One. It, it really. One. And it, it feels like they just burned. How much money did he get paid? 60, a mil lot. 60 million? And I, w I went and I looked at the cap situation, and it's <sighs> get ready for uh, 2023 Kenny Galladay, New York, because he's not going anywhere. Four years, seventy-two million dollar. And he'll be he'll be Do you almost have the dead cap in front of you. Uh, I oh. can pull that up. He'll be almost thirty by the time the season starts next year. I mean, I, good for you, Mister Gaudi. You got that money, but really though, but like well, not good for you. Well, I mean, he played really well at, on his rookie contracts. They should have given him that money. No money. Dead cap next year is fourteen point seven million, and I would not put it past them to cut him because, like, the dead cap That's this year so is thirty-one much, million. I mean, you you didn't even score last year. This is one of the like preeminent double-digit touchdown threats in previous seasons. What, what, we'll see. We'll see if Dable can do anything. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I just, mean, just trying to be positive. No, I I hear you. I mean, maybe we're all. Maybe we need to get in on some Kenny G. Is what I'm hearing you're saying. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I yes, am Kenny Gainwell. I am saying that uh, Joe Judge and company were not professional NFL head coach material. All right, that is going to do it for today. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Make sure you get in the Megla Bowl. We want to see you in there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yes, I'm in there. Come draft with me. Yeah, and uh, the Ultimate Draft Kit at ultimatedraftkit.com. Get ready to dominate. Make your league mates feel stupid this yeah. weekend, please. Shame them. That's what you should do. And we will see you tonight in the party room on Spotify Live. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.